Hi, this is Dr. Karen Horton from Johns Hopkins. In this lecture, we'll be discussing training guidelines and training resources for virtual colonoscopy. We're going to basically review the current ACR practice guidelines for performance of CTC in adults. So these were published in 2009. So you need to, these are updated, you know, once a year or so. So you need to check and see if there are any more recent updates. First of all, they discuss physician responsibilities. So physicians are responsible for reviewing all indications for the examination. So obviously making sure that it's appropriate. And then specifying the appropriate imaging protocol, the methods of image reconstruction, and the use and dosage of contrast and pharmacologic agents. Okay, so the radiologist is determining you know, how the study is performed and whether or not you need to give contrast, including you know, CO2 or occasionally we give IV contrast and any other agents, for instance, glucagon. Radiologists and I should say physicians are also have the responsibility of interpreting all resulting images and generating an official report and ensuring the quality of the images and the interpretation. So if we look for initial training, so initial training for physicians with prior qualifications in general and or abdominal pelvic CT interpretation. So it's different people that fit in those categories. First of all, we have the radiologists or other physicians who meet the qualifications of the ACR practice guidelines for performing and interpreting diagnostic CT. So basically these are radiologists. Okay, um, this requires a substantial knowledge of radiation biology the physics of scanning, the principles of CT image acquisition and post-processing, including the use of diagnostic workstations, the design of CT protocols, the rate and timing of contrast administration. Also, the physician obviously would need to have substantial experience in CT interpretation, including CT of extracolonic structures that will be included on the CTC exam. Okay, so supervising and interpreting physicians with prior qualifications in general or abdominal and pelvic CT. So these are radiologists. So if you're a radiologist and you receive training in your program, so your ACGME accredited or AOA accredited institution, so if you receive training during your residency, then basically the requirements are number one, that you have education regarding patient preparation, bowel insufflation, and CTC image acquisition and a formal hands-on interactive training using dedicated CTC software, including interpretation, reporting, and or supervised review of at least 50 endoscopically confirmed CTC cases. You could use either primary 2D or 3D review and application of routine problem-solving techniques. Okay, so to summarize that, if you are a physician and you receive training during your residency and or fellowship, then your requirements are number one, that you had specific education in performing CTC and also formal hands-on interactive training of at least 50 cases. Now we have a group of physicians who receive their training in CTC after completing their residency or fellowship. So basically it wasn't included in their basic training. They also would need education regarding patient preparation, bowel insufflation, and CTC image acquisition, and also they would need to do the 50 cases. So these are supervised cases where the physician is on a workstation, looks at the case themselves, determines the pathology there, and then they're given feedback. Okay, so these are formal interactive training courses where they're at a workstation themselves using the CTC software that they use at their own institution. 
Now the ACR also had guidelines basically if you're not a radiologist. So these would be physicians who do not have qualifications in general or abdominal and pelvic CT interpretation. So obviously this will require more extensive training and experience in CTC scanning as well as specific experience with virtual colonoscopy. Okay, so physicians who are not radiologists and don't have training in CT, the training would have to include knowledge of the principles of CT acquisition, post-processing, also including the use of diagnostic workstations and the design of CTC protocols, including the rate and timing of contrast administration. Also, this physician must meet the same requirements or document equivocal, equivalent training as those delineated in the ACR practice guidelines for performing diagnostic CT. So basically, they have to have knowledge of the physics of CT and radiation biology. So these physicians would need supervision and um, need extra supervision, especially in the performance of CT portion of the exam. So supervising and interpreting physicians without prior qualifications in general or abdominal pelvic CT would need, first of all, to complete sufficient training and experience to meet the guidelines of the ACR for practicing diagnostic CT. So that means completion of an ACGME-approved training program in their respective specialty in which they practice over 200 hours of Category 1 CME in the performance and interpretation of abdominal and pelvic CT plus supervision interpretation and reporting of 500 CT cases. These are CT cases. At least 100 of them should be abdominal and pelvic CT during the past 36 months. So basically they need to have a program where they get CME uh, at least 200 hours in CT. They have to interpret at least 500 CT cases, at least 100 of which are abdominal and pelvic CT. And they need education regarding patient preparation, bowel insufflation, and CTC image acquisition. And they also need formal hands-on interactive training, similar to the other radiologists. But in this case, they need review of at least 75 endoscopically confirmed cases. So they need a little bit more training in the CTC as well. Ideally, when you're getting hands-on training, whether you're a radiologist or another type of physician, that this collection of training cases will be chosen to demonstrate the gamut of appearances of colonic polyps and CTC interpretation pitfalls. So, for example, you just don't want 50 consecutive cases at an institution because many of those will be normal. You want these training cases to be selected with um, certain parameters in mind. There should be some normal, certainly. There should be some small polyps, medium polyps, large polyps, some pitfalls, plat flat polyps, lipomas, you know, tricky cases. Also, the cases sh should include examinations performed for a variety of indications. They should include screening studies. They should include diagnostic studies, patients with failed colonoscopy. They should include with and without stool tagging and maybe a few cases with intravenous contrast. Now we also need to address the maintenance of competence. So when feasible, CTC training should be followed by a period of mentored supervision and double reading if possible with an experienced CTC trained physician. A variety of other techniques may also be helpful for improving the interpretation skills of CTC, including self-directed individual study of formal text, atlases, review articles, teaching files, testing with feedback, computer-aided detection algorithms. You may have that in your software and you could use that. It, it acts as a second reader. And then also a total of 50 cases every two years should be reviewed to maintain your skills in CTC. And this you could do either by doing it in your practice 
and following up on the people you send to colonoscopy. Or there's CME-sponsored reviews online, DVDs. There's courses where there's interpretation and you know hands-on training, and you could use any of those. In addition to radiologist training, obviously you have to focus on the technologist. And the technologist should be familiar with the technical requirements for, for performing CTC, including the tube insertion, balloon insufflation, proper patient positioning, how to use the colonic insufflation device if you're using that, or room air. Also, be they should be familiar with both manual and automated techniques in case you have to switch from automated technique to a manual technique, and then also be comfortable with inserting and removing the tube if you're going to do that at, at your institution. Here at Hopkins, it's the radiologist who puts the tube in and removes it. There are lots of training resources available. There are a lot of books, and I've listed several of them here that I, I've liked to use. A few of them are a few years old, but there's some new ones, as you can see, that will be coming out in the summer and fall of 2009. So these are very nice books that describe the technique and the pitfalls, and the atlases are especially very good for looking at a lot of cases and looking at some of the pitfalls. There are also courses. Now, the ACR has a specific course, which follows their recommendations. So these are supervised case review where you look at a minimum of 50 cases over a couple of days on a workstation with the type of software you use and then you get feedback. And there are a lot of other courses, you know, RSNA, Rankin Ray, the ARC. At their annual courses, if you keep a lookout, sometimes they offer the supervised case review and sometimes they offer the audience response review, which won't meet the requirements. They're still very good to look at the pitfalls. And there are a lot of other courses run by individuals throughout the country. There's also now some home courses. I got a couple of emails about these CDs that they send to your home and basically you look at them, decide, you know, you could do it at your your office and then write down what the answer is and then they gave you the feedback. Or some places offer mini fellowships. So some academic centers let you go there for a week or so and get your training and see how they do it. Certainly the academic centers need to begin training residents and fellows. And at Hopkins we have a dedicated 3D month for our fourth year residents and for our cross-sectional imaging fellows. They learn all the principles, they get a lot of lectures in CTC, and they look at at least 50 supervised case reviews. So these are teaching cases that I put aside, and they're unknowns. They look at them, they write down their answer, and then I review it with them and tell them what the answer is. And that month also includes for them some training in cardiac CTA and 3D volume rendering. So in conclusion, there are specific ACR guidelines for the performance of CTC in adults, and I reviewed with you the 2009 guidelines. You need to check if there are any more updates. It's important to read the guidelines carefully and make sure you meet the requirements. And various CTC training programs are available. There are regional courses. There's courses at the ACR Training Center. There's online courses or in-home or in-office courses. And you really want to take advantage of all these courses, especially if you're start, starting out. And also take advantage of the training offered by your vendor for your specific software applications. You want to know how to use your software efficiently. It makes your life easier, makes your interpretation easier if you're familiar with all the features of the software. And I know most of them offer on-site training. Some even have training centers where you can go to get additional training. Thank you.